So welcome everybody to the Berean Brotherhood. We are now in episode three, and we're going to yes. be discussing celebrity Christians or or and what does it mean to be a Christian in this day and age. Uh, we have a few people that we'd like to discuss, a few of these topics. Um, anybody want to start us off? Mm. I know y'all want to hunt, so go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, heresy hunters. Nah, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we're going to, this episode is going to be about, um, yeah, how to, uh, what it means to be a Christian and also, you know, this day and age where we have technology and, uh, you know, um, celebrities and, you know, apparently giving their lives to Christ and accepting Christ and all that. Um, so we're just going to dive into it and talk about it, you know, share some scripture with you guys. Um, and, you know, let us know in the comment section what you guys think. Uh, but we all know what's most important is scripture. And uh, the first scripture that I would like to share is Matthew 7. Starting at verse 15, I'm reading from the uh, ESV. Uh, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. So, one question I would ask, right, is um, what do what do fruits fruits look like to you guys? Like being uh, bearing good fruit, what does that look like to us when it comes to either us personally or what we see? And you know, mega churches or Christian celebrities and all that. I guess I'll start by saying that it's difficult for me with the question of celebrity because a lot of it, unfortunately, does rely on our perception from where we're standing and how much of the actions of the people we're talking about we can see. So I'll start off with like a simple definition of celebrity, pulled it from Wikipedia. Celebrity is a condition of fame and broad public recognition of a person or group as a result of the attention given to them by mass media. An individual may attain a celebrity status from having great wealth, their participation in sports or the entertainment industry, their position as a political figure, or even from their connection to another celebrity. Celebrity usually implies a favorable public image, as opposed to the neutrals, famous or notable. Or the negatives, infamous and notorious. So, like, there, the Christian view of whether or not somebody is or is not, I guess, sincere in their belief and following Christ, it's like Jesus said, right? By their fruits, you'll know them. Like, uh, you know, this type of tree produces good fruit and this type of tree produces bad fruit. And individually, it's easy easier to know people on a one-to-one -one basis that I work with, that I go mm -hmm. to church with. And even then... My perception of who they are as a person is limited to the amount of time that I can see the fruits that they display in front of me. But humans, humans are complicated things, and I think that complication just 
I think it's even more difficult in the case of celebrity, right? Because not only are you seeing them in a limited fashion yeah. like you are with other humans, but you're also seeing them usually in the most favorable spotlight. They're trying to present their best social media fronts, their right. best speaking, their best images in front of the platform that they are endorsed by. You know, if they're an athlete, then they have to speak a certain way about their fans. They have to celebrate certain days with the fans, uh, talk about certain, let's say, cultural issues with regard to the fans a certain way. So I don't know that, like, I, I want to just give concrete answers of what I think the fruits of celebrity looks like. And I think the simplest ones are, you know, they, they look like if they're a Christian celebrity, they care about the Bible. They're authentic with the word. They don't sell out what is in the Bible that they believe to be true just because the crowd is with them or not with them. But I think later on, we can come back to that, at least from my side. My answer is, I don't know what it looks like for the individual celebrity, but I know what Jesus did as a celebrity. And later on, we can probably reflect on some of the things that he did that make it easier to detect, I guess. Right. And we definitely uh, also want to, uh, when we do talk about these celebrities, uh, to, of course, give them grace, right? Because like you mm -hmm. said, we don't know them personally. Right. All we see is whatever media shows us. You know, um, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Uh, you know, I mean, the Bible says to judge righteously, right? You know, a lot right. of people say, oh, we're not supposed to judge this and that. Oh, but no, we, uh, we, we are able to judge if we judge the, the correct way in a righteous way, right? Right, but um, and when it comes to judging judgment, it's really um, judgment in house, right? Mm -hmm. Judgment to the uh, professing Christians, not judgment towards the world, right? Mm -hmm. The world has judged itself already, according to Scripture. Um, I think that God is not a respecter of persons, so mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you have if you're a celebrity, if you have a platform or not. I think the most important thing to realize and understand that whether you whether you have a bunch of followers or not, um, if you're just someone that's going to church on a regular basis or you have a platform, everyone has the same expectations as a Christian, right? Um, mm -hmm. If there was a person with a platform or that is a celebrity that, that's to walk into the church that I pastor, um, they would not have a different expectation than the ordinary person that just attends church. Um, I think that we are not looking for just mere confession, right? Yeah. Sometimes what we have and what we see is people just uh, confessing to the Lord and, and people go and they run with it and they they celebrate they're like oh this person confessed jesus christ mm -hmm. i saw an interview with with these christians talking to elon musk and they said oh elon musk accepted jesus and and there's a big famous uh star right now uh from puerto rico reggaeton artist daddy yankee who just yeah. uh, publicly, publicly accepted or, or or publicly took a stance of of proclaiming his faith and trust in jesus christ and I could see Christendom or Christianity just kind of being so excited of we have one, right? Right. But if he really was to like follow his career, you see that he always had some type of faith base, um, humbleness or respect towards the faith, right? Maybe now he's taking steps forward, but I don't, I don't take his confession as now he's a Christian, right? Because this is a process. Mm. 
we're all all of us who proclaim the faith have a process and as you read in the in that text in matthew 7 when it's talking about bearing fruit we're not confession inspectors we're fruit inspectors let me see that you mm-hmm. bear fruit, the fruit of the spirit right let me see that being uh, awesome there in your life uh before we can see like is god really working are you really submitting everything you know mm-hmm. yeah you know, so oh, mm-hmm. sorry go ahead sorry go go rich I- now, yeah, I just want to share that um, that scripture about uh, judging righteously. It's John 7, verse 24. It says, do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. And uh, what you were saying earlier, David, I um, kind of wanted to uh, kind of pick up on it, but we shouldn't judge by just merely confessions, right? And because I see, I see people doing this all the time, whenever someone even says God, right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, now I can, uh, I can safely listen to this person's music because, um, they're a professing Christian and this and that, but their music is, you know, talking about things that we shouldn't be doing. You know, things that uh, we should throw away and turn away from, you know, and yes, this person might have uh, confessed um, being a Christian and everything, um, but why are they still making certain types of music or saying certain things that go against the morality of God, the character of God, right? But uh, go go ahead, Lee. Yeah, and I, I guess I want to clarify. I don't disagree that there is not a clear biblical standard on how a Christian is supposed to live. Like, um, we'll just pull out some verses. Like, Jesus, Jesus had a lot to say about celebrity in good and bad ways, and the Bible has a lot to say about the limits of celebrity. But I guess my caution is more so. We know that the Bible says if you, if you lie, that's against God, right? If you cheat on your husband or your wife, that's against God. Uh, you know, if you're violent, this is against these are against the commands of Christ. And Christ said, "The person who loves me will obey my commands." Point blank, full stop. If you're not in obedience to what the Bible says about anything, it could be any part of your identity. It could be your patience. It could be your sexual attraction that your behavior around sexuality it could be your workplace behavior your personality towards coworkers, towards people who are dependent on you to get a job done it could be anything if it's not in submission to the word of god if it's not in submission to jesus then jesus himself says you don't truly love me he says mm-hmm. let's pull out the verse i wrote it down ba, 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 ba. well actually dl moody a pastor said if i take care of my character my reputation will take care of itself And Jesus Mm. himself said, as a celebrity of his time, he was a local celebrity in his short three or four year ministry. Everybody, he had crowds around him at all times. He gave very explicit commands about humility and honor and integrity and obeying the Lord and self-sacrifice. But the standard is clear. It's the human ability and the Christian's ability to judge that standard that's sometimes hard. It it reminds me of the passage where there were two guys Jesus was talking about in the parable. And he says, one of them went up to God and prayed and said, you know, Lord, 
I give my money to the poor and I help everyone around me. And I'm so happy that I honor you, God, not like that sinner over there. And then the Bible says that the intention of the guy that he was talking about and the thoughts of that person were revealed. And that person was pounding his chest with his fist and saying, you know, Lord, forgive me because I'm an evil sinner. I'm an evil man. And the Bible says that God would take more mercy on that second person because he was aware of his condition. But it's very mm-hmm. interesting what the perception of the first guy was. Because the first guy in his head believed that he was righteous, I'm a good dude, I'm perfect, I do everything right. But his perception of the other guy was, this guy is obviously not good with God. you know. And like Kanye, um, Justin Bieber, I follow some of these guys on social media. And I remember when they made their confessions. Right, the church was kind of divided. Like, oh, he's a real believer. You could see it in the mm-hmm. fruits, and then they would be like, oh, he's not a real believer. You can see it in the fruits, and I'd be like, there's only one cup of water on my table right now. There's not two or three, but it's crazy how the church, of course, because we're people and we're not perfect, we look at that same cup of water and one says half full, one says half empty. So the standard is there, a hundred percent. Right, the Bible says. He who loves me will obey my commands. You know, a Christian Mm -hmm. celebrity who's acting like Jesus is in higher probability, most likely more sincere about their Christian faith. But I remember Tim Lambesis, one of my favorite Christian celebrities. He was in a band called As I Lay Dying. I I would listen to this Mm -hmm. guy's lyrics. He was a metal Christian artist. Uh, He was always talking about self-sacrifice, breaking addictions. I've had huge struggles with pornography throughout my life with with uh, promiscuous thoughts throughout my life. It's something I've always struggled with. I saw this guy as a hero. I was like, man, this guy knows the struggle. He's the real deal. Then towards the end of their run, they found out that he was putting a secret hit job on his wife and he wanted to have her murdered. And he had paid an undercover federal agent money to have his own wife killed. And it was such a good moment, I think, because I realized my judgment of them by their fruits is not always right. I want to always assess a biblical standard of what fruits mean. The Bible is the ultimate standard. But as a Christian, I also want to retain the humility when it comes to celebrity to realize my perception of what they're doing may not be accurate. Mm. I always say time time will tell, right? Whenever you see a, a public, public confession of faith, time is going to tell Amen. whether they're in the church or, you know, unfortunately, the problem with the celebrity situation is that they already have a platform. So, um, usually when a person proclaims their Christianity, um, they already have all eyes on them. So now when there's a person who is, who has a platform already, maybe became famous for something other than being a Christian. Now all eyes are, are really on them. And one thing that I've been teaching in the church a lot is I would, I want to raise the bar of what it means to be called a Christian. Because I think I think the the Christian uh, title or banner, um, depending on where you're from, you're gonna have people that have different expectations or unrealistic expectations for Christians. But then there's another another side of it where people could just say, "Well, I'm just a believer, and that's it. I'm spiritual." Mm-hmm. So there's no fruits. There's no church accountability. There's no uh, church attendance. There's so you have both of those things happening at the same time, and um, you know when it comes to the faith, Jesus said very clearly, you need to count the cost, right? Amen. Luke chapter fourteen, verse twenty-six through twenty-eight. Um, he says, like, if anyone 
comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, um, yes, and even his own life cannot be my disciple, right? Whoever That's does tough, not, bro. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and whoever does not carry their own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Uh, which one of you will not build a tower, does not sit down first to calculate to uh, calculate the cost to see if they have enough to complete it. So Jesus is asking us to really not just make an emotional impulse, an emotional mm. response. And I've only been serving as a pastor for the last three years, but I've been saved 22 years overall. And what I've seen happening in the church is that people convert to the church before they ever convert to Jesus. So they convert to the church experience. They they convert to the church community um, way before they surrender their life to Jesus. They'll maybe go up for prayer and they'll say a a confession of faith, right? But I think it's it's up to the job of the community and the church to really nourish um, that moment and that opportunity that that person um, decided to have that confession of faith um, and really help them and guide them to understand that you know this, there is a cost to being a Christian. Um, there is a, there's a cross that we have to bear, and some of the things that I've told the church is, um, who are you baptizing when it's time to baptize? When is the last time that you made a disciple? When is the last time you baptized somebody? Hmm. The question I haven't really heard happen in the church, but the reality is there's a there's a great commission for all of us who are believers to go out and to preach the gospel and go baptize people, and we kind of leave it up to oh well that's the job of the pastor that's the job of the leader in the church. No one's really seen that that responsibility was a commission that was given on behalf of Jesus to the entire church, so every single person is eligible to share their testimony, to preach the gospel, and to make disciples. Um, but it seems like that message has been gone from the church. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I want to uh, also want to share, like that, that kind of reminded me of uh, the parable of the sower. I just want to read that real quick. Um, in uh, Matthew 13, verse 18, this is the parable of the sower explained. Um, hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what's sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of of the word immediately he falls away as for what was sown among thorns this is the one who hears the word but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and proves unfruitful as for what was sown on good soil this is the one who hears the word and understands it he indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold and another sixty and another thirty so I this I believe that when it comes to these celebrities confessing, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they are, you know, uh most of them are actually serious, right? But they don't have um 
that that pastor or or that leader helping them to uh um or uh, disciple them in a way where they can truly like gain understanding and learn what uh what scripture means and how to interpret it and and how to live this lifestyle that we are called to live you know so when it comes to confessing and and you know like and receiving the gospel um we have to have that firm firm understanding of the gospel because mm -hmm. just like in Galatians, when Paul is like, if anyone preaches another gospel, not that there is another one, right. let that person be accursed, right? So it's just like the parable of the sower. How, how are we sowing those seeds? You know, what's, when, when, uh, we, when we uh, spread the gospels to some random person on the street, are you... Uh, telling them about a church are you inviting them to your church if if it's too if your church is too far away hey why not take a couple minutes look up some churches you know like lead them in the right direction of course you know um god can do anything he will lead them and and, and everything like that but the parable of the sower is very important to know it's very important to know that this that uh these uh newly um these new christians these baby christians that just received the gospel uh the uh it's very important that we we take care of them in that way and really disciple them you know like are who are we discipling mm -hmm. you know we have to help those who have no knowledge of certain things who are new to this right you know this right. is what we are called to do um and you know we can't bring someone where we've never been mm -hmm. you know it, it, or it'll just be the the blind leading the blind but if you have a true true understanding of the gospel and how simple it is and how how free how freeing it is help that person teach them of course you know we don't we don't know like we don't know the celebrities mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but at, you know pray that they have someone they have a pastor or a teacher anyone who can disciple them love them right and the bible says the world um will know us by the way we love one another john right. uh, 13 verse 35 it's like, I don't, seeing a celebrity's actions to me doesn't help me determine with 100% certainty whether or not they are or are not a believer. I'll have a gut feeling on one or another, oh, this one goes to church, or this one didn't back down. They questioned a stance they had on a social issue because they follow the Bible. I'll have an approximation, but I, I found more and more as I get older that a Anytime a celebrity converts and talks about Jesus or going to church or doing all these things, many times when it starts off as a conversation about their fruits, it's actually, for me, a very good reflection on the fruits of the people that are conversating about them. So Ooh. a lot of times mm -hmm. the patience someone has towards other people in the church, the patience they'll have towards me, a lot of that will get reflected in a conversation about this celebrity over there, you know, in this untouchable space. 
because you'll see some of the private ways people think about treating others, treating new Christians, treating veteran Christians, treating Christians who make mistakes, treating Christians who are maybe in a sin that they need to be coached out of, supported out of. You'll see them talk about their most honest thoughts when it comes to the case of a celebrity because they, they don't fear any repercussion, you know? Uh, Kanye West is never going to read my tweets. He's never going to read my Facebook. So if I say he's X, Y, and Z bad or X, Y, and Z good, people feel a lot freer, I think, talking about these things. So I found that it's been very insightful for the way I regard other people's fruits close to me and even myself, the way I talk about someone who doesn't owe me anything, someone who I can or can't get social value out of bashing. It's a reflection on me and my walk with Christ and my own fruits when I am in a public space judging the fruits of another person. So, uh, like, uh, I guess my go-to is, what is the biblical standard on celebrity overall? Like, and the mm -hmm. Bible is very balanced with it. Too much celebrity? Bad. Okay? Acts chapter 12, verse 20 to 23. Now Herod, who was a ruler of the region at the time, was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. Their country depended on the king's country for food, so they came to him with a united front to make peace. They had been able to win over Blasus, the king's personal aid. And appointed day, on a certain day, Herod dressed himself in royal clothing and he sat on the throne. He had the Gucci, he had the Armani, he had all the other name brands that I don't know, and he made a speech to them. The people shouted, the voice of God, and not of a man, the voice of a God. The Bible says, immediately an angel of the Lord struck him because he didn't give God the glory. He was eaten by worms and died. Okay, too much celebrity, not good. If your heart is not in the right place, this guy accepted it. He's like, you know what? You know, I got the swag on. I'm looking kind of good. I, you know, I kind of like, I kind of am like a God. Boom. Got mm. night-nighted right there by the Lord. But the Bible also doesn't say that all social adoration or honor is bad. It says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12 to 13, Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. So show them great respect and wholehearted love because of the work and live peacefully with each other. So the Bible, like always, this, this, this book that just has the perfect prescription for how we're supposed to act towards each other and towards our Creator, in one instance, somebody is a celebrity, they're adored by everyone in their local regions, they have the best material possessions possible, and God takes that guy's life because he doesn't treat mm. the honor he's getting from the celebrity with the respect towards God that it deserved. And then in another case, like in 1 Thessalonians, we're commanded by our teachers and preachers, honor, publicly honor these people who honor the Lord, who look out for you, who support you. You know, th this is a form of celebrity. It's a form of celebration, social affirmation. It's not, I I've heard Christians say before, like, celebrity is bad, you know, humans were designed to worship things, so they'll worship anything, even people. And there there's truth to that in an extreme case. But it's also a tool for good when used in moderation towards believers, you know. I, I would love, I did do this once. You're never going to find the comment, but I remember on Justin Bieber's page when he started coming out with a lot of gospel Christian stuff like two or three years ago, I left a little comment on there. I was like, you know, man, it's encouraging to me to see you posting this stuff. Like, stay close to God. You're going to have a lot of nasty voices around you. Like, keep your eyes on the prize, keep your eyes on the word. Mm -hmm. I left my little comment. I don't think he liked it, but that's okay, Bieber. I still love you, you know. But like, it, it, it's a good thing to celebrate people. It's a good thing to socially affirm people. But because humanity is evil, we we turn everything into an idol, and we sometimes take that to extremes. But the Bible doesn't say it's good or bad in and of itself. It's the way we use it and the measure we give it out that, you know, warrants that criteria, I guess.
So you you name dropped somebody, right? Uh, Beeps? Kanye, Kanye West. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, like for me, um, I actually uh, was Kanye West's bodyguard for a day. Oh, I was out, and I was working for a company, and they called me into fill in. So I spent sixteen hours with him one day, and I know that he's he is all about his business. Mm. He went, into meeting to meeting um tried to have some recreational stuff uh in between that but you know even with someone i think when you have a when you have a huge platform let's say like kanye west right um i think the best thing for any celebrity to do is just take a break mm. take a break don't don't be hasty I think that he's gifted. I think that um, God can use him. He made a whole Christian album. But I think that we are in spiritual warfare. Spiritual Mm. warfare is real. You put yourself out there just like Daddy Yankee just did. Thank God, you know, he gave his life. But that's going to come at a price. He's not going to have the same uh, uh, endorsements. He's not going to have the same thing. So take a break get get disciplined get um get grounded in the word um again it sounds good right the worship that kanye west jesus lord you know it sounded good but what happens if you do too much too fast and you're using your gifts now for god and you don't get grounded um you're gonna stay stuck in that area of just confession you're not gonna get Mm -hmm. to a place of of being grounded and seeing the long-term uh, fruit, right? Right, um, right. And I, for, for celebrity conversion in general, um, one, you want to have and see personal growth, right? So mm. engaging in regular prayer, Bible study, attending church for, for Christian uh, uh, spiritual nourishment, um, seeking a Christian mentor, a pastor, and a community for support um, along this faith journey, because that's what it is. We're all in a faith journey. Um, and just really reflecting on the lifestyle, right? What are some adjustments in your lifestyle, in your public image, in your behaviors? Um, and, and does your decisions align with your newfound beliefs, right? These are things that are so important. Um, things like philanthropy, advocacy, um, how are your Christian beliefs affecting the principles of things that you believe in, right? Are you using your platform for charitable work? Uh, that align with Christian values, right? So all of these things, I think, help them to stay authentic. Uh, Rich, you mentioned earlier a parable that Jesus said um, about the, the the seed falling on four different grounds. What I see mm-hmm. is um, that means one out of every four in the church, right? One out of every four is actually making it to the end, which is scary, right? He also yeah. says another parable in which uh, the man uh, sold good seed, and then in the night, an evil, an evil one sold bad seed. Mm. And then he said, "You know, the wheat and the weed is going to grow. The wheat and the tear is going to grow at the same time. Mm. But if you tear the wheat before, it, it's going to it's going to mess it up. So you got to let them grow. So in right. reality, um, within the church, you know, you're going to have two types you're gonna have the wheat and you're gonna have the tear you're gonna have the wheat and the weed and the only time we're really so gonna really know is at the end right right i believe that the bible gives us 
a process of faith. Um, and I love this, this, these verses or this verse, Second Peter chapter one, verses five through eight. It says, "Now for this reason also apply all diligence uh, in your faith. Um, supply moral excellence." So first, the first step is that we all. This is like, I feel like it's universal. We all get to a point where we have faith, and then we do what we think is right. Right. That's what it says. Uh, uh, to your faith, apply moral excellence. So we add good works to the things that we think we're supposed to do. Right. We 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 do what we think we're supposed to do. And then it says, to your moral excellence, apply knowledge. So mm-hmm. now you're applying godly biblical knowledge to to why you're doing those good things. Now you're adding knowledge to it. And then it says, in your knowledge. Then you get self-control, and from self-control you get perseverance, and in your perseverance, then you get godliness. So that is a goal. That is a process. That is the the journey that we're all going through. And what I love the most is that after it says that you've achieved godliness, the next step is that it says, then you go and you have brotherly kindness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always wonder why is it that why is it that. Um, Peter says brotherly kindness after godliness. And I realized that what happens is that people get to that point of godliness and then they take and they look upon their brothers as less than because they've mm. achieved this, holy, yep. uh, this holiness or this separation from God. So the goal of the brotherly kindness is to to look upon your fellow believer, your your brother who hasn't gotten there yet, and to say, hey, let me pray with you. Let me fast with you. Let me help you uh, right. get a breakthrough in this area in your life. And from that brotherly kindness, um, then you have love. And that is the, the thing that God is ultimately wanting us to display uh, to the world. You know, I just wanted to, to throw it out there. You know, I think that because of the lack of us being able to properly represent God correctly, uh, people have had a misunderstanding or celebrities of what it means to be a Christian and thinking that we can just have time periods where we can be Christian and time periods where we can be in the world. Um, yep. there was a yep. state that it was a statement that was said, uh, by, a pretty famous, uh, music artist. Uh, which we all know, right? Uh, his name is Little Nas X. Oh, right? oh, oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped. He 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 dropped the inf- uh, uh, a reference saying, "Can I have my Christian error? Right? Mm-hmm. Can I have my time to to explore my faith? Can I have my time to to be a Christian?" And um, th- I don't. There's no such thing as having a Christian error, right? There's there's a counting the cost of discipleship and fully committing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're saying that you want to explore your faith and learn more about God, then amen, right? And while I'm on that boat, I just want to throw it out there too. There's no such thing as a gay Christian. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that um, to give people clarity, to give people the ability to articulate their faith. There is such thing as a Christian that struggles with same-sex attraction, right? Yes. But there's no such thing as a gay Christian putting your sin before the thing that you're confessing. 
Could there be someone that is struggling in the area of same-sex attraction? Absolutely. And they will face the same struggles that any heterosexual person faces as well as far as uh, maintaining themselves with sexual integrity and sexual purity before God, before marriage. Um, Amen. Expectation is not any different. Um, the, the, The temptation is different. The struggle is different. But the standard is not the standard is the same for for either one so i just wanted to make that clear because sometimes i don't think that that we've had the proper verbiage or uh, be able to articulate these things and um you know some of the things that he tweeted or or x i don't know what they call it now um yeah you know it, it was very very provocative and i just i just wish that he can be surrounded by a community that can properly guide him, have the patience and have um, the know-how to navigate not, not only his celeb- him being a celebrity, but also him being part of the LGBTQ community and how to navigate the faith journey in, in that world. Right, right. Like, uh, I-, I love swimming. I love swimming. I'm such a swimming advocate. My God, give me a pool of water. I'm going to go swimming. Then someone comes up to me like, but I've never seen you swim before. And you always avoid all the pools in the oceans. And you typed on Facebook once you have a phobia of water. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't matter. I'm just going to redefine swimming to mean whatever I want to mean. It's like, no, that's not how it works. Swimming means you're in a body of water and you're keeping your body afloat with certain uh, physical movements and you're traversing that body of water. That That's what, what the... the definition of swimming means and i can't just redefine anything i want to fit my reality that's just it's not Mm. rational even outside of religion it's just not a rational logical way to approach the world i jesus said and i'm just going to keep bringing it back to this john 14 21 those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me and because they love me my father will love them and i will love them and reveal myself to each of them I cannot call myself a Christian, me personally, knowing my own heart and my mind, not as a assessment of a celebrity. I can assess their actions. That's not a biblical action. That isn't a Christian thing to do. That is not something Christians should be doing, et cetera, et cetera. But my assessment of myself and my assessment as best as I can of a celebrity, of whether or not I believe there's a higher probability that they are for Christ than not, is whether they are in obedience to Christ's commandments. If Christ tells you to love your brother and love your sister, and I just cannot control myself, and I got to knock out everyone who walks by me, I am not in obedience to Christ's commandments. My personality as Lee Falcon has to submit to the word. It's not the other way around. If Jesus says that God created a man and a woman together, this is a biblical passage. This is established Mm -hmm. by the church for hundreds, not thousands of years. God created marriage between a man and a woman. God created you to be sexually devoted to one person, another person of the opposite sex. This is a biblical standard. God created a design in emotion, in personality, in hormonal levels, differences between estrogen, testosterone, aggression, passivity, ambition, not. God created a human dynamic by his design. And I say, you know what? That doesn't matter. I can sleep with anyone I want to sleep with at any time. I don't care about the emotional impact it has. I don't care about the damage I do to these people. I just care about my pleasure in the moment. That is not a Christian commandment you're following. You're just following yourself. You cannot say that you're following a Christian lifestyle in that case. And again, I, I don't, it's hard because I know of my own failures as a man, areas that I know that I have not lived up to the standard of 
Mm-hmm. Biblical purity. I know that. And I know any men and women listening to this who hear topics of celebrity and sexuality, they probably think the same thing. They think, you know, I know of areas where I have failed to match these standards. But John MacArthur, who's a famous pastor, whether you love him or hate him, I love him. But he said something very awesome, I think. And this is kind of the standard I use for celebrity and even my own heart at times. He said, it's not perfection, it's direction. Mm. Is this person's heart intent on doing the best possible thing they can do to follow this standard of biblical living, of Christ-like living? Does mm. this person yearn for finding God? Do they just, they're on fire. They want to talk to their friends about it. They want to get better. They want to destroy the parts of themselves that are not Christ-like. Or, or is it that they consider their personality first? They consider the aspects of their identity, sexuality, curiosities, aggression, whatever it may be, they consider that as the priority first, and then Christ's teaching second. So for MacArthur, he was like, it's not that the person is perfect or not. No one is going to be. No pastor on the planet is going to be. And we should extend sympathy to those celebrities in a position where we could see all their actions. It's a lot tougher to look perfect when you're under the microscope 24-7. But what is the direction of this person's life? Do they hold Christ's commands in high standard? Do they submit those parts of their life to it? first or is their energy devoted to doing that are they living to try and aim their life towards the direction of jesus commands and with someone like little nas x i don't got no hate for the dude you know i i've read online that he had a lot of problems with the church i think he had a pastor as a father or church family and he felt oppressed by them he felt like they treated him like less than nothing i don't know how much of that is true and i'm for the sake of argument i'm going to think that what he's saying is authentic that he did feel those ways But all I would say is for the Christian celebrity and for myself, if we're not living in obedience, if we're promoting ideas that are anti-Christ-like, then it's difficult to say that this person desires to live a Christian life. And as Mm. a celebrity, my judgment of that person is going to be based on the probability call I have to make about whether or not I can trust they are a believer or not. I may not be right or wrong, you know, and the Bible says it'll be easier for Sodom and Gomorrah in the end days than it will be for some of us now because they knew less than we know. But we have to make those calls. And I, I 100% agree with you, David. Like, no hate on the dude at all. I'm the last person to be throwing stones. But my assessment is if you're not obeying biblical principles and you kind of show disdain for it, it's hard for me to take any claims you make about the faith seriously. And that same standard should be applied to us too, you know? Yeah. It's not perfection, it's direction. I, I think the saddest part is just... um the the how how little respect there is for just being called a christian nowadays it's not there's no prestige to it there's no Mm. honor and and you just okay yeah sure like we there's so many ambassadors that have let down uh or have misrepresented um the kingdom that you know you have you have a culture that is just looking at christians um in a lukewarm sense i mean right right we can have a whole we can have a whole podcast podcast episode on um, worldly music and stuff i know Mm -hmm. um someone like beyonce wrote a song called church girl and she's you know in her lyrics she's like um church girl that's acting loose um let it go let you know let it out and twerk and do all these things and you know then you have girls in the church that are seeing the celebrity idolizing this and thinking that mm-hmm. they can they can half step their faith right we got part-time christians right. we have a, a burger king christians that they want to choose and have it their way 
um, and pick and choose what exactly they're going to take from the faith. And uh, what I love about the word is that there's no pick and choose is there. It's all laid mm-hmm. out for you. There's no, Amen. you can't just pick and choose exactly what you want. You know, I heard uh, another, another artist called Ciara, right? Some, one of people in my church yeah. that hit me up. What do you think about Ciara's prayer? Right. And apparently this music artist, Ciara, she, uh, made a, a prayer, a public prayer asking for a husband and apparently she got a, a pretty decent good husband football player god fearing you know everything that she prayed mm. for and and now there's other women who are are like man i need to do ciara's prayer for a good man you know <laughs> and like there's oh. a part of me that understands the culture um because i think even with christianity we kind of do the same thing too right we have what's called Jabez prayer, right? So Jabez prayer is like, expand my territory, Lord, and the Lord granted it. His story's like three or four sentences long. Um, so we mimic things uh, or prayers that we have in the in the Bible, but um, I think it's more leaning towards what, what you think works. And if you're going to have someone say, well, I want to say Ciara's prayer, but let's see, how is Ciara's life, right? Is was that just a moment was that just a prayer that was granted by god um but like is her life reflecting the christian values or is she still promoting uh hypersexuality um non uh you know just not being a, a person that um is really promoting the image of what is supposed to be a christian you know mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. amen you know, think- amen this this is the perfect time also to talk about the grace of god right you know you have a lot of people that um that are just rolling and and um constantly mocking god right and of course we get upset i get upset all the time i'm not gonna lie but then you are reminded of you know at one point at least one point in time you were there you know you were not saved we weren't saved at a certain point in time right and this helps me to recognize the grace of god because those people can just go just like that you know in a matter of a second yeah not even a second Mm -hmm. but you know, I, I, and whoever listens to this, you know, one thing that helps me to go through the day and, and receive that grace and understand what, what God's grace really means is, you know, Lord, thank you for being patient with me. Amen. Amen. Because he is patient. He is truly, truly patient. And all we could do is pray that, um, you know, these uh, celebrities or, um, you know, whoever they are, whoever professes Christ, that they actually receive and understand what God's grace really means and that he Amen. truly does love them. You know, not there's not one person that God doesn't love or didn't die for. Amen. You know, so um, again, you know, he's patient. Let and and let's uh let's really um reflect on on our patience as well you know Amen. how are we feeling towards uh these people what are we thinking 
you know, are we thinking that we're better or, you know, like, are we looking at the log in our eye, you know? Um, so yeah, just continue to love on these people. And, um, and even if you, if, if, uh, you guys, the viewers have friends that, that mock you and mock God, continue to love them. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Continue to love them, show them the love of Christ, because the gospel is for all. The gospel is for all. But I wanted Amen. I wanted to share this verse um, as we're gonna get ready to close up. Second um, Timothy chapter three verse five. Right. It talks about having a, a the. Well, I'll start from verse one. Right. Said so there will be terrible times, and I think if we just turn on the news right now. We understand that we're in an end times scenario. Mm -hmm. We're in a situation where we're expecting uh, these prophetic prophecies to come, and we're we're in a we're in a situation where we're in the last days or the or the terrible times, right? And it says that people will be lovers of themselves. They'll be having uh, they'll be lovers of money. They'll be boastful, proud, abusive, um, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, uh, people who are not lovers of good, and they will have a form of godliness but deny its power, right? And then, mm. then there says, have nothing to do with such people, right? So part of bearing fruit and part of seeing someone's journey is really seeing, like, if they're doing any of these things in a in a very uh, consistent pattern, right. um, we should really check ourselves and see like, are we gonna continue associating with them because it can influence us also in a negative way, and we have to watch out for our own testimony as we see some celebrity pastors are going through it right now, right? Yeah, that they've associated themselves with um with people who may may have not been doing the right things and now their their testimony or their stuff is being held under fire and if you yep. guys just turn on the news you you'll know who i'm talking about and mm -hmm. it's like uh like alcoholics anonymous or any place like uh mm -hmm. sometimes they'll say things like once an addict always an addict you know as a, as a 37 year old guy i've got to be careful who i associate with i've got things in my personal life that i'm crushing down and i'm doing my best to submit to the word if someone's kind of cool, everyone kind of likes them, it's a micro version of celebrity in a way, you know, that has a right. social impact on the way I regard their decisions and their influence. They may have an exalted position in my mind for some of the behaviors that I do because I'm associating too closely with them. So I don't see that passage at all as being like, oh, you know, we're up here waving our fingers like you don't associate with the heathens. I see it more like, no, mm. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm a flawed man. I have imperfections. I have things that I don't want in my life. I have to associate with men and women who fear God and love God so much that they're always willing to put themselves in second place for the greater good. They're willing to put themselves in second place for the kingdom. And I'll just close out with this. All of you women out there making that Sierra prayer tonight, asking for God to give you your man of God. I don't need to be seeing 10,000 Davids and Richard clones falling out the sky, okay? We only got one or two of them here. So you be careful with that prayer because you never know how Lord's going to answer it. And, mm -hmm. and the Lord's not going to give you another woman's husband either. Let's nope. Clear. Not right? going to happen. 
right? If if you if you are in, uh, we're gonna have a whole thing about dating. <laughs> we gotta close. <laughs> yeah, we gotta close. Just know, just know, if if that dude is married, that's not the one for you. Don't stay don't, away, Papa. Yeah, just stay away. You know? Um, but just the final final ten seconds, I'll say for me, the simple version of this is I don't know which celebrity is or is not the real deal. I can make guesses. Their behaviors, whether it's close to the Bible or not, will help me assess whether I should be listening to this person or associating with them. But ultimately, God knows the heart. But the ultimate celebrity, here we go, cliched line, was Jesus. Jesus had compassion on crowds. In Matthew 14, he fed 5,000 people that were there to see him in his celebrity, and his glory. But he was also honest and direct. His yes was his yes. His no was his no. In Matthew 21, he flipped over temple tables. He, he kicked out merchants from the church. He didn't care about what Im what impact that had on his image, on his popularity. He did what was right, no matter what the crowd said, but he also had compassion on the crowd. And finally, in mm. Luke 5, the Bible says that Jesus withdrew to seclusion and solitude in the wilderness very often from the crowds. He got internal temperature checks. He understood the privacy and the intimacy needed between him and his father. And I think any Christian talking about celebrity or in a position of celebrity, maybe in your church, you're a minister, a worship leader, a pastor, someone who people look up to, I think it's a good model to look at Christ and how he treated celebrity in the Bible and, and sift from that how you should act in that same scenario. I just wanted the last 10 seconds to uh, balance. balance. Balance is so mm -hmm. important. The Bible says that Jesus was full of grace, but he was also filled with truth. Amen. If you mm -hmm. need to know that you naturally lean towards one direction. So if you lean more towards truth and the word is the word of God mm -hmm. is the word of God, you got to follow the commandments and you lean more towards absolute truth. That means that you need more grace in your life. But if you if you have too much grace in your life, it may mean that there's not enough truth giving you that balance. So Amen. as a Christian, if you call yourself a Christian, let there be a true Jesus balance in your life and, and really begin to ask the Holy Spirit to identify in you which one do you lean towards. Because if you do lean more towards truth, you need more grace. And if you have too much grace, then you're just not... Uh, you're being a soft Christian, like a wishy-washy, you know, right. lawless Christian, not having any standards. So have a balance is important. Mm -hmm. Rich, you want to close us out? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, listen, everyone, the gospel is true. You know, um, Jesus said that he is the only way, the truth, and the life. Mm -hmm. And no one can go through the to the Father except through Christ. Um Jesus is the Son of God. He is fully he was fully man, fully God. Um, we thank you guys for listening uh to this podcast. And if you are struggling in your faith, hey, listen, reach out to your community. You can even reach out to us in the comments, you know. Um reach out to anyone that you can trust and listen. God is patient. He is patient. You know, the Bible does not lie when it says that love is patient and love is kind so be kind to everyone um and yeah everything everything will work will work out for anyone who is struggling so amen if you have a pulse you have a purpose and his mercies are renewed every day amen walk your amen. walk don't walk somebody else's walk right sometimes yep. we get inspired by people but unless it's justin bieber <laughs> we need to be believers. <laughs> we got beaver fever. 
um but god bless you guys uh for everyone listening thank you for listening um as rich said you could hit us up at the berean brotherhood radio at gmail.com uh also follow subscribe like share comment um thank you for listening and god bless you all peace y'all god bless god bless you guys